Hello and welcome to episode 169 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. I am Al. We haven't got Mike this week. He's away climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, but we do have Anton. Good evening, Anton. Uh, yes, good evening, Alistair. It's uh, lovely to be back. Uh, got some new news this week. We have one story which oh, I would have loved to have gotten Mike's take on it, but we'll get to that in due time. Oh, oh it's such a shame he's not here because it's such a such a good week for him to express his thoughts on one particular news story. You'll see what it is when we get there. <laughs> anyway, how has your gaming week been, Anton? What have you been playing? Yeah, um, it's been a, a bit of a slower week. However, I did play one game that I think will be absolutely perfect when it launches on Switch. Uh, not officially announced, but it's by Square Enix. And uh, we all know Square Enix loves the Nintendo Switch. And it is Power Washing Simulator. My oh, God. Wow. What a game. It is deceptively zen and addicting. It's the modern 21st century adaptation of those little sand gardens that you have on your desk. Truly innovative. I love it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I love power washing in real life. There's something incredibly calming about standing outside with the power washer just blasting the path. It's like, dirty path, clean path, dirty path, clean path, dirty path, clean path. Oh, it's so zen. But after a while, you get a bit wet and a bit grumpy. But when you're dry... Gosh, that's pleasing. Well, this is all the joy of doing that. Minus the wet, minus the cold, and with co-op. Up to four people cross-play. So, come on, Squeenix. You know, love, you put bazillion Final Fantasies on the console. Give us something uh, a little less Final Fantasy. I'm up for that. Was that uh, was that sort of a free-to-play loan you found somewhere? Has that, someone paid for that? Have you paid for that? That is on uh, Xbox Game Pass, so uh, do give it a wee whirl uh, on your, your box of X. And uh, how about yourself? Have you been playing much more exciting than that? Uh, but I can't really beat that, to be honest. I have played a few games. I played. I was around Mike's earlier in the week, so he and I did sit down and do a couple more level, levels of um, the Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Mm. Again, it was on his Xbox, but yeah, we, it's such a good game. I know we've said this every week for the last couple of weeks, but it's such a good game. Uh, but on the Switch front, I've not played anything new, but as a family, because it's the summer holidays, we played a bit of Mario Party, we played a bit of Mario Kart, played a bit of Super Bomberman R. Nothing new, just going through the old catalogue, but there's night wrong with that. Night wrong at all. And it's been quite nice because I got to hear your, your voice on the YouTube recently, which is always a treat. <laughs> Do enlighten everyone, Anton. Yeah, so um, Alistair has dropped a new review for Samurai Riot, which you were playing with Mike a couple of weeks back. And uh, yeah, quite interesting insight. Uh, there's one or two interesting uh, mechanics in there. And yeah, overall, uh, a slightly more mixed review this week. So you'll need to head yeah. over to YouTube to get the scoop. Go and have a look at it. Samurai Riot. Mike and I did play it. Um... Yeah, I'm not going to give it any away. Go watch the review. It's very short. It's what? It's about a three-minute review? It's, yeah, a, it's For, for like me, that. it's a really quick one. <laughs> Indeed. I think uh, you expressed your thoughts very concisely and to the point. Ah, thank you. <laughs> well, uh, as as well as YouTube, you can find us in all the usual places. We are on uh, social media. We're on... Well, we still have a Facebook, right? Do we have a Facebook? We do. It, it technically exists. Um, from a distant time, it was linked up to the Twitter, so it was getting content, and then the internet decided, nah, 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 you're going to have to put an effort to have a Facebook, and uh, why would we do that? <laughs> yeah, you guys pretty much just live on Twitter. So we're we're on Twitter at uh, is it at 
NSUK podcast. On the money, yes, indeed. That's the one. Or you can email me if you want to message, uh, and some people do. It's been a while since we've had an email in the inbox, actually. Uh, we get a lot of other emails, but they're often people. They're from companies, and that's different, which is fine. We get a lot of codes coming in these days. We've got a lot of game reviews coming on YouTube. But if you do want to email us, podcast at nsukp.co.uk, or you can just go along to our website, nsukp.co.uk, where you'll find, well, our entire back catalogue, some fun bits and pieces about us, and more importantly, you'll find the details of how to support us on our Patreon. We won't wax lyrical about that here, because we do it every single week, and you're probably sick to the back teeth of hearing about our Patreon. Indeed. I think the one thing of note this week is, you know, we only started the Patreon season two onwards of the podcast and you're listening to 169, episode 169 of the podcast. We've just surpassed like 400 episodes of content generally. So that is how much extra content is out there and is being produced very, very quickly. So do check it out because there's a whole variety of odd stuff there, especially last call. It gets very odd there sometimes. (laughs) It's been a while since we've had a really truly odd one. For a while we went through a phase of doing would you rathers and all that kind of shenanigans. And we haven't done that for a while. We need to do a would you rather or yeah, a similar episode. I hate to believe it. I think we've gotten intellectual-ish. Yeah, we keep talking about books and, and what did we talk about last one? We recorded about three back-to-back one day. God, yeah. We've talked about like food. We've talked about theatre. And then we've also talked about... Businesses. We talked about your business. We talked about all kinds of stuff. <laughs> It's weird. It's good fun. It's basically hanging out in the pub with us, and then you learn how truly boring we actually are. Which uh, the secret, we shouldn't be telling people this. Yeah, the secret uh, has slipped out, but sadly, our news today is not boring. Exactly. There's a whole slew of it, so let's just jump straight into the news. Tell us what people want to know. So Colombian developer Rnext has announced... Aniquilation? I'm going to pronounce it like that. I don't know if that's right. For the Nintendo Switch, published by uh, Gamera Games. It's a twin-stick shooter multiplayer, uh, and it's it's a weird one to describe. It's set on small planets. It reminds me a bit of Astro Bears. Do you remember Astro Bears or Mario Galaxy? Mm-hmm. You're running around these little planets, but in this one, you're flying around little planets and kind of terraforming them as you go with a whole lot of weapons and interesting stuff, lasting things. It does actually look surprisingly good, and there's some really cool co-op and multiplayer things in there and one of the shots they show you kicking a little football around i think this has got a lot of potential anton yeah i can't recall if it was resonant or super stardust hd but they can kind of played around with that similar rotational aspect of a space shooter and i think it's really nice where it kind of still relies on you know all the joys of a spaceship shooter but being able to change your direction i believe in resogun you you know, could go left or right and it rotated around a, you know, a a cylinder rather than a globe. So I like the, you know, choice and direction that you have in this. You aren't just down a, you know, a roller coaster kind of trail of carnage and violence. Uh, You can do carnage in all directions and it's multiplayer. It's a little bit ugly. I'm not in love with the aesthetic. However, the gameplay looks sound. And uh, I think if they set it for a fair price, I'd be down to give out we go. Yeah, I'll defend its aesthetic. I mean, it's maybe not the most... It's maybe not the prettiest one we've ever seen. It's maybe not the most original we've ever seen in terms of aesthetic. But I've got nothing against it. I I think it looks... colourful, popping, relatively smooth. I'm I'm, I'm down for this. As you say, though, I hadn't really thought about it, but if they charge 40 quid for this, it was a reasonable price when it launches on the 27th of July, which at the time of recording is only a couple of days away, then, yeah, I could be down to play this. I think it looks quite good. Maybe we should get a review code. Maybe we should play this with patrons. 
Yeah, I think uh, you're you're a lot more fair on the art side. I do agree. I think it's it's not bad. It's just not like exceptional. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next game, uh, which is coming courtesy of Radoku, who have announced Robo Revenge Squad for the Nintendo Switch, published by uh, Mill Games. Described as a top-down robot brawler coming out on the 17th of August. Before I give you my opinion, what are your thoughts, Anton? Yeah, it kind of feels like somebody really loved the BBC Two show Robot Wars and then like made an Android game of it, and here it is on the Switch. Now, I liked Robot Wars as a kid. I don't know if I like Robot Revenge Squad. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes, it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction off the <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now i think we're on the same page here uh, i looked at this in fact before i even looked at this i read the press release whoever wrote the press release clearly didn't give it to anyone to proofread before they sent it out because it's just full of mistakes and grammatical errors. I'm, it may be written by someone who doesn't speak English. I suspect that might be the case and it's just been translated using something like Google Translate. But it doesn't. It didn't put me in the frame of mind going into watching the, the release announcement video of it going, this is going to be good. I went in going, oh no. And then I watched the trailer and thought, yeah, no, it's not particularly polished it sort of looks like a my first video game type thing the concept is really cool i loved robot wars and the idea of building a little robot and specking it up and going out and doing battle is cool and this one seems to be you go out potentially with buddies from one gather and try and beat up um cpu controlled well bots i guess but it just seems to be missing the mark and that's just purely going on the trailer but it feels like it's falling flat and there's no Robot Wars type arena. It's more like a kind of a fairly bland level. There's two or three levels in the trailer and they all just look a bit bland and the robots look bland. They're far enough away that you don't really see the details. So you don't, you just don't engage it. The whole thing just feels like it's completely missing the mark. Uh, I think you've uh, put it beautifully. It's uh, a shame that uh, we sadly don't have three people for, uh, you know, one of us to be the sh <laughs> the devil's advocate. It's uh, all pessimism from here on out. Yeah, indeed. All right, well, I think we need to get Mike on the satellite phone from Mike Kilimanjaro for this next one. So let me just ring him. No, he's not answering. Okay, well, we can't get Scandless. steak on this, sadly. Um, that's what happens when you go wandering up the side of a very, very high mountain. I mean, he's probably got oxygen strapped to his back or something right now. If he answered his phone, it might explode or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, we would have liked to steak because EA have made a really big announcement. They have finally released the next FIFA game. And oh my gosh, it's exciting, Anton. They have released FIFA 23 on the Switch. Oh, wait, hold on. I missed up. I missed two words in there. FIFA 23 Legacy Edition on the Switch. Yeah. I think this was one where I heard just the articles. Um, I saw the headings of the articles and I was like, 
I could see the tears of Mike in of those titles alone. Yeah. It gets even better. I mean, I love the extract that you put in here. The quote from the eShop page, direct from EA. Would you care to read it out? Indeed. So, on the eShop page for FIFA 23 Legacy Edition, EA states, The gameplay features and modes from FIFA 2022 without any significant development or enhancements. Well, so basically they've said they've made the same game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again. It's amazing that they're having to temper, like they're basically having to say we we put out rubbish and they're having to temper expectations right from the get-go within all of their own kind of reviews so they're not getting refunds or bad reviews and they're basically soldiering themselves from the the bad press that they've been getting every single year and seems to mount every single year more and more why are they not listening to people and doing a better game to be fair there is one in my opinion fairly significant addition to this year's game that they've not had in previous years and that's they've added the fa women's super league now that is a cool addition and actually something you'd think they would be shouting about but maybe not Maybe they just, I realise that they've produced yet another recycled game that's going to annoy everyone and they don't want to cause too much of a fuss and just send it out there. Know that people will buy it come the 30th of September for, was it 34 99 when they release it? They'll sell some games, they'll make some money with minimal effort and upset a whole lot more people yet again. Yeah, I wonder if they're like not even mentioning it because it means they have to rewrite the press release and that would be too much effort for a new game. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have got Mike's take on this, just just to see or hear how angry he got at this announcement, or how depressed or sad or whatever his reaction would be. I'm sure we'll get it next week. Absolutely. We'll uh, double back to this story in a week's time. Exactly. Watch this space. Um, Nintendo have announced some new games for the Super Nintendo uh, on sorry, Nintendo Switch Online and for the NES Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, we are getting for the SNES Fighters History, which in my opinion is just a blatant Street Fighter ripoff. They literally have all the same characters and the same aesthetic It's to that game. Uh, and we've got Kirby's Avalanche, which is sort of a Kirby Poyo Poyo ripoff, I would describe it that way. And from the NES side we're getting, I'm going to pronounce it, Deva, Story 6, Imperial of Nersartia, I think. Uh, Anton, thoughts? Uh, yeah, Kirby's Avalanche is the highlight there, but I'm saying that as a game that is literally just Puyo Puyo. <laughs> you know, it was, I believe, a team went wanted to port Puyo Puyo to the West. Um, all, both the big publishers or kind of console manufacturers were like, nobody knows this game. So it became Curvy's Avalanche and then it became uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Uh, carbon copies of each other. Great game, but uh, there's plenty of Puyo Puyo on the Switch. Uh, Fighter's History. Looks palatable. Uh, I'm very skeptical of uh, Deva's Story Six. Um, even in the little trailer that they showed on the, the official Nintendo YouTube tra- channel, it had parts of the games that didn't seem to be entirely localized. So um, I question the quality of that title. Sadly, yeah, there is an amusing little bit in their release video where it gives you a quick tip: use this password, and the password is in what I presume is Japanese. I forget what, what the name of the script is. I'm not going to try say the name because i'll get it wrong it's in japanese script yeah yeah i'm not holding my breath on that at all plus the game doesn't look particularly good it's maybe not one of the triple a titles let's put it that way but nevertheless another kirby game so it's all good in the world exactly all right um doom eternal 
is finally getting a physical edition, courtesy of Limited Run Games, our good friends over there. Uh, they are releasing a standard edition at $60, a steelbook edition at $80, a special edition at $114.99, or $115, and an ultimate edition at $175. There are some cool things in this. So the, the standard edition, as you might expect, gives you the book. Steelbook edition, so gives you the game, sorry. Steelbook edition gives you a steel book. But when you start to climb up the special editions, you do start to get some interesting additions to here so you get the fancy box you get a poster of doomslayer and daisy you got uh, a cheat code floppy diskette sticker sheet which i presume is a whole lot of stickers which look like floppy disks with cheats on them i'm guessing you get a replica slayer key and uh the praetor helmet keychain and when you go up a level again you get a five inch super shotgun replica and a whole lot of vinyl wall art kind of some cool things going on there Indeed, I really like these, you know, I think especially since Doom Eternal has been out for a while, um, both on Nintendo Switch and just generally, having these collector's editions that go above and beyond is really fantastic because the people that have held off will, and are going to go to the effort of getting a free limited run, they're going to be the ones wanting something special. And, you know, I am sad that the standard edition is only via limited run and won't have a presence at retail or online or uh, kind of something a little bit more accessible to the kind of EU market. But nevertheless, I love that it is getting one. It can sit on the shelf next to Doom 2016 and the Ultimate Collection and I believe the limited run versions of the other Doom titles. And we get these cool collector's editions out of it as well. Indeed, I often wonder how many of these collector's editions get opened and how many of them just get mm. left sealed up to increase in value. Indeed, because they <sighs> used to be a lot more common like back in like 2010. They've kind of slowly phased out of time. I think there's been kind of a, a, an unofficial cap of how many much people can charge for their limited editions because they're just not as common anymore. Yeah, it's very true. I am intrigued. Who makes... Doom. It's ID Entertainment, is it? Um, Ed Software, uh, Software. Under, under Bethesda, under Zendimax, under Xbox Game Studios. That's what I thought. It's a very random route, but that does make me wonder, why is it coming from Limited Run? I don't quite get why they don't do this in-house first party. Maybe Limited Run can just do these things more economically. Yeah, it's, it seems to be, I think, just a, a lack of priority, because they've done, I believe, Quake in Doom 1, 2, and 3 is standalones uh, via limited run. So I wonder if it's just a lack of confidence in how much they're going to sell. Um, it's a bit of a shame that way. Yeah, I just find that one odd. All right, uh, Nintendo has released an update for Mario Strikers Battle League, adding new courts. So we've got uh, Desert Ruin. Uh, we've also got some new characters. We've got Daisy and the Shy Guy, and we've also got some new gear called Knight. Now, I've still not played any more than just the opening demo of this. What is the new gear called Knight? That's with a K, by the way. Not the darkness when the sun goes down, but K-N-I-G-H-T. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. They haven't uh, shared photos of it, I don't believe. And I presume maybe like a suit of armour? It would be a bit odd if that was the route that they went. But uh, it's lovely to get Daisy and Shy Guy. Um, it's quite funny. There's like little wee cutscenes in the game. And Shy Guy just has zero expression. So it's almost a little bit ominous in that regard. Uh, <laughs> haunting. <laughs> This sort of backs up a rumour. We had a rumour a while ago suggesting that Shy Guy was going to come, wasn't it? Because they found, uh, I forgot the current guy, the marketing executive does the voice of Shy Guy. I feel he was in the credits and everyone went, ah, that means we're going to get a Shy Guy edition. And sure enough, we have. Or yeah, Shy Guy edition of the game. Very cool. 
indeed the the joys of it that's not even data mining credits actually watching the credits <laughs> <laughs> that is really really cool and it does suggest we're going to get more content for battle league uh, which is kind of cool very very pleased to see that and sadder news though uh the nintendo wii and the 3ds eShops are officially going to be closing as of the 28th of march next year and as of the 28th of august this year you won't be able to add any more funds that that sort of feels end of an era quite sad particularly given the fact you can still buy a 3ds up until 2020 i think that's only discontinued it indeed it's uh i think especially kind of annoying as nintendo has shown you know disrespect to the kind of game preservation scene um and there'll be many many games here especially on the the 3ds front some of those smaller indie games that will just be lost to time and um yeah it's going to be quite a shame for the the digital communities on these devices that you know basically get some gift cards as soon as possible get it loaded onto your switch or not switch 3ds or wii u and if there's anything you've missed the opportunity to pick up pick it up while you still can wise words from our anton there uh okay no man's sky endurance update is going to be coming to the nintendo switch port it's going to be included that's good news isn't it indeed you know there is quite often where we get you know these really large titles coming and then it's just sitting behind the other incarnations of it kind of looking back to doom eternal you know we got Doom Eternal as the kind of, uh, kind of ancient gods DLCs were coming out and it took months upon months for us to actually get that. Um, you know, Minecraft on 3DS, that's like one where, you know, it came out and it was on an older update and it never quite caught up and then got discontinued. But despite how large the Endurance update looks, making a lot of the core mechanics of that title even larger, it's nice to see that, you know, they've given the Switch port enough headroom to handle the grown scope of what is No Man's Sky today. That is really, really cool. It's not, it is, as you say, it's nice to see them planning these things, in, um, yeah, planning them so they can grow, it can move with the rest of the community because it'd be a shame if they released the game and then got left behind. So, yeah, really, really good to see. Uh, next up, question for you. I know Mike has this because I saw it in his house the other day. Have you bought switch sports i have not uh sadly my uh lack of working joy can joy cons have prevented me from delving in how about yourself i have not either it's on my i would quite like to get list, but it's not right up the top uh but they are releasing more updates so i think ever since the games come out actually they've been drip feeding new costumes and things every week which in all honesty i wasn't really aware of because they've not shouted about it that much um but it's getting a slightly bigger update coming, uh, which is going to allow you to use the leg strap accessory for some more games. So at the moment, you can use a leg strap accessory to kick goals at a penalty football thing. They are now going to let you use that same kicky leg strap thing for four on four and one on one soccer matches. They are adding some new moves to the volleyball game. Uh, it's a couple of other additions, but the one that I'm finding most intriguing is they've announced that they're going to include golf in a future update later this year, which I think is really, really cool and one that kind of surprised wasn't there from the beginning i think that's awesome absolutely i think that was the the highlight where golf is like a wii sport staple i remember even when they showed off the wii u they were like you can use the wii u to play golf because you can see your golf ball in the stand and see it on the grass and you know that was one of the iconic wii sports isms and we're still waiting but overall this update is quite nice it's nice to see the leg strap get a little bit more utility because I'm sure you're 
paying for it somehow with it being included in the box. So that's probably accounting to a little bit of the price. And, you know, it is through the leg con and the kind of better motion of the Nintendo Switch compared to the Wii and Wii U that makes it a more interesting title. Absolutely. Now, the next story that we're coming up has is reminding me of something earlier in the year. I was intrigued to see if you remember this earlier. So uh, the Breath of the Wild modding community has been, let's just say, busy. They have produced a lot of mods for this game since it was released. It has been very, very popular. Uh, a modder called Kirby Mimi has completed work on Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild split-screen mod, which is awesome. But that brings me back to a story we talked about last year where someone put a no, a bounty, a reward yeah. of $10,000 out there to the first person that created one of these mods. Now, we did see back in January someone had created a demo, but it wasn't quite there. Do you know, has that bounty been claimed or might this be a contender for that? So that bounty still stands, as I believe the goal was for an online co-op. So yeah. this isn't quite it. However, it is a step in that direction. It is very impressive to see what's been made here. Um, you know, adding split screen is no small task. And I think the amount of AAA games that have dropped, you know, split screen as soon as they could with the advent of online will show for that. You know, you just have to split your resources ever more finely. And it's exciting to see what the modding community can do right here. Um, I would love to give it a go if I had the talent to mod my Breath of the Wild somehow. I presume on PC via CEMU. Yeah, I mean, it does look really, really cool. They have done an amazing job with it. It's not easy trying to sync up, as you say, two people playing, doing damage at the same time to bad guys. It's a horrendously complicated task. And it looks like it runs really, really smoothly. They've done an absolutely brilliant job. It's only in beta at the moment, so they're not saying it's a finished product. But I do think that it's a, a worthy... Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for, Anton? A worthy... Um, account achievement. Thank you. That is actually the word I was looking for. It was just eluding me. I don't know why. Today my brain has not been working. It's been, it's been struggling to find words the whole day. I'm just going to put it down to not drinking enough water because it's been relatively warm today. Uh, shall we move into turbo mode? Indeed. Let's do it. Okay, I'll fly through them and you can give me your thoughts as usual. So, Dragon Quest Treasures gets a wave of new screenshots. Star Wars Hunters gets delayed till 2023. Moyang have put their foot down regarding NFTs. They say NFTs are not inclusive of all our community and create a scenario of the haves and the have-nots. The speculative pricing and investment mentality around NFTs takes the focus away from playing the game and it encourages profiteering, which we think is inconsistent with the long-term joy and success of our players. Uh, okay, Nintendo urges users not to use the Nintendo Wi-Fi USB connector due to security concerns. Jackbox Games Inc. has unveiled the following games will be included in the Jackbox Party Pack 9. We're getting Fibbage 4, Quicksort, Junktopia, Nonsensory, and Rumorang. And finally, SD Gundam Battle Alliance will be getting a demo on the 28th, 29th of July. Anton, what is piquing your interest in that list? Um, yeah, it's lovely to see Mo Yang putting down their foot regarding NFTs, especially when we have companies like Square Enix and Konami. And uh, I know Ubisoft and Zega had considered, but have kind of you know put their their foot off of the gas considering that issue. And I think everything they've said that's just a small excerpt of their statement. But 
I think all of it stands true. If you're not familiar with the Nintendo Wi-Fi USB connector, it was an adapter that was made available in the mid, um, going on to late 2000s, where you could plug it into a USB port of a Wi-Fi connected laptop, and then via that connect a Nintendo DS to it, and then access the internet that way. And basically, I think it also worked for the Wii as well. You can connect both. Was, uh, yeah, back in that 2005-2008 era. And yeah, it is. Um, old Wi-Fi standards and prone to probably many a hack and attack. So uh, sadly, no internet cafe Nintendo DS Lite um, scrolling for us today. It's uh, horrible that they would take this away from us, Al. And finally, uh, Star Wars Hunters getting delayed to 2023. Good riddance. Let's move it several years away. Don't want to see it. <laughs> it's, that's <laughs> the have... one by Zynga. No hatred towards Star Wars, uh, just hatred towards Zynga. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. I did read that and go, good, frankly. I mean, we still don't really know that much about the game, but I don't want it. Zynga's done it. It's going to be a money grab. Don't want it. Not interested. Um, yeah, the Nintendo Wi-Fi connector. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people don't realize that things like Wi-Fi standards move on. If you're techie and geeky, you probably know all about it and go back to the But back in 2005, I think we may have been connecting with WPA. Possibly. We then moved on to, oh, was it WAP? WPA? WPA. And then we moved on to WPA2. And there's a whole load of different sort of encryption uh, standards out there which are used to protect Wi Fi networks. This is an old bit of kit. All these kind of uh, encryption models that they used have all been cracked. And basically, I suspect someone has been using this. They've been hacked. They've contacted Nintendo. And Nintendo's gone, I can't believe people are still using this. Who is still using this? Let's go tell the world so that we don't get sued. I think that's probably what's happened in this case. Someone has been hacked somewhere because they were using really, really old technology. So spread the word out there. Don't use old Wi-Fi kit. That includes the Nintendo connector, but also if you've got a router sitting in your house that BT gave you 20 years ago, stop using it. Get a new one. There's a good reason for upgrading. They're not just faster, but they're more secure too. That is Al's public service announcement for the day. Um, The only one I want to talk about in here is the uh, Jackbox Party Games because we at NSUKP love the Jackbox party games Uh, and this new suite although we've not really got much to go on in terms of uh, what the game visually looks like they have given us some descriptions of some of these games and they do sound pretty good Uh, Fibbage we all know about if you've played any Jackbox game you have probably played Fibbage it is the best lying game out there it's fantastic there's a quick sort which is described as a trivia sorting factory where you work with your team to sort falling answers into the proper order before they hit the floor that sounds like that could be quite good fun and slightly frantic. And I just love the destruction, uh, destruction description of Junktopia. It's described as a strange wizard has turned you into a frog. Create hilarious backstories for weird objects and then get them appraised by your fellow players. More votes equals more value and then poof, you're a human again. I, took, I can't even begin to visualise the concept of this game. I just want to play it. It sounds so good. It looks like a pretty good, uh, pretty good lineup. This one, Jackbox Nine, Anton. Indeed, and I felt like for a bit there, the Jackbox Party Packs were getting a little bit weak. It's around about five and six. However, you know, you know, seven and eight have been fairly good ones. I've enjoyed those ones, so I think they're kind of on a little bit of a stride here, and I'm excited to see what they do, especially now that they've done the kind of you know Party Starter Collection, revisiting their hits. Uh, you know, that always does good for, you know, innovating and, you know, reflecting back on our former time of great games. Indeed, indeed. It's about time we actually did another one of those with our with our patrons. They always go down well because you can easily just stream the screen and it works really, really well. So, yeah, we should, we should, 
we should talk about that, Anton. Talk about it after the show, yeah. Absolutely, list it. Okay, uh, I think that's probably about it for Turbo Mode. Shall we move on to rumours? Now, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... So we've got a couple of rumours this week. Um, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, which was delayed, I'm going to say, la- earlier this year. I think they, they delayed it in uh, response to the Ukraine invasion. Has now been delayed further to 2023. Do we know why? This one is, um, we don't know why this potential third rumour uh, delay could be happening, but it's very, very odd because, um, as you may recall, we previously discussed on the podcast that although the game had been delayed, the internal Nintendo systems for preloading hadn't been informed or updated right. So what happened was that the game came to its release day and whatever draft they were on just got shared to a couple select users and they had full access to the full game and streamed much of it and shared clips and all that sort of jazz. Um, I believe for a bit there people were actually being quite respectful being like, oh yeah, you know, Oops, I won't, but uh, there's bits and pieces out there now. So it's very odd that the game was close enough to completion that it got shared onto the Nintendo servers and got ready for preloading and players have been able to run and play the game, but they haven't been able to wrap it. Um, I really wonder what, what's happened there. Something's clearly went severely off the rails that... I'm trying to think, is the team in Ukraine at all? I'm I'm not too sure what the dynamics there. Yeah, it's a really, really interesting one. I mean, to be fair, they've not actually officially said they're delaying it yet, have they? This is still just a rumour that's going to be delayed. So uh, this could just be entirely fabricated. But if it is being delayed, maybe that's where they are. Maybe they've discovered some major flaw in it. Maybe they're making substantial changes. Maybe they decided, that, you know what, actually, let's put some more stuff in here. Who knows? There's a whole slew of things we could speculate for days on this one, but there probably isn't much point in dwelling too much on it. Um, let's move on to the next rumour, which is that SteamDB have leaked that Sonic Frontier's release date is going to be the 3rd of December. Do we put stock in this leak? Um, this seems relatively possible. It's been getting shuffled around a couple of times, and um, our next rumour to kind of tie into one is um it's been rated in South Korea. Uh, they seem pretty keen to get it out this year, despite some slightly, you know, lukewarm reception from fans. And uh, you know, if the game isn't perfect, and we know Sega's history, they will be wanting to get out for Christmas, and December's as late as you can really go, especially kind of getting out. You could release on the twenty third, but you don't have time for it to get in any shopping trolleys by then. So, yeah, uh, a December release for a game that's needing a lot of work but needs to be out for Christmas seems like a possible rumour. Yeah, it does sound fairly reliable and kind of in line with, with what you might expect. It it does make sense. So I suspect we will probably have to wait a little bit longer to see the game, but I imagine most people probably won't complain too much because the more, times games have, or more time games have got to be developed and have those little finishing touches before they get shipped is always a good thing. But let's face it, December's not that far away. We're already nearing August. Indeed. Are we worried? Uh, I think a little bit. I think uh, the true test of the pudding, once again, going off of Sega's track record, is whether or not they're comfortable enough to give it to reviewers, which um, sometimes they don't give it to reviewers and then people with the pre-orders are like, Rut roll this. <laughs> Time to dive out. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have seen a fair bit of gameplay footage that I think IGN, did they actually get a copy to play or were they just given game footage? Because they did a whole slew of videos on yeah, that. Yeah, it was part of their IGN Next and um, yeah, they got access to the game and they were allowed to make content of it. And yeah, I wonder almost if that was partly some of the problems with it is the player that they had playing it clearly didn't really understand what they were doing. Uh, so I wonder if it was maybe maybe just bad gameplay, which has happened to good games in the past. Uh, Tomb Eternal, for instance, was uh, forsaken by bad gameplay. Um, I remember there was even just the famous like, Cuphead demos uh, from one developer that just really couldn't even handle jumping, never mind shooting. Uh, so <laughs> sometimes, you know, developers that are not too great at games get access to them, or not developers, press get access to games struggle with them and it makes for bad press uh so who knows maybe it's uh better in action indeed and that's all the rumors we've got for this week it's probably gonna end up being a fairly short episode because well we've got no mic so we're not gonna do a quiz um but i did want to share a wonderful thing that popped up in our discord so mo in our discord shared a meme we've got a, a whole section in the discord for memes uh and this one this one made me feel old but did genuinely make me laugh out loud and i i, I not laughing or exaggerating, laughing, not kidding or exaggerating when I say that, I genuinely have to upload. It's a some picture of someone holding up a three and a half inch floppy disk and underneath it just says, in the I'm getting old department, a kid saw this and said, oh, you 3D printed the save icon. <laughs> I've never thought about this whole generation of people not knowing what a three and a half inch floppy is, but knowing the save icon. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, it's quite amazing, especially like younger kind of kids and teens like not doing you know the kind of poking out your pinky and your thumb for a phone and then it's like just holding up a you know holding your hand flat to your ear it's a representation of a phone uh <laughs> just because it's not you know phones not looked that way for so long it's uh you know these icons have been extrapolated over time the inevitable march of time and on that incredibly cheery note we should probably start thinking about wrapping things up uh anything you want to add anton what have we not talked about yeah so i guess with this being a little bit of a shorter episode if you want to hear more of our voices uh we will be going off and recording our last call which is one of the shows that we do and chatting about absolute nonsense i presume and there's also the prequel roundup a whole bunch of other stuff and um yeah as we've mentioned, we are beta testing um, ads on this podcast at the moment. Do let us know how your experience have been. And if you're on the Patreon, you get, you know, podcast ad free. So don't worry about that. Um, and if you're not, go over to there if you're wanting it ad free. Uh, we'd Indeed. love to have not, you. Not only that, but you also benefit from the ad revenue that comes in because we're not taking a penny for ourselves. It's basically going to you patrons. So, you know, we're just nice like that. <laughs> Indeed, I think the only time we've had like a little bit of capital build up, we just bought a game for a Patreon competition, which uh, is the way we roll. <laughs> Who needs it money? Is, it is indeed. It is the way we roll. Well, on that note, I'm going to wrap up and say cheerio. Au revoir.